Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sports show on the greatest radio station of all time, the CJSW 90.9 FM. Well, here's a sports show. Got me in my hormones, all gas, no brakes, score 4 Oh, If you think you own this place, you get foreclosed. I've been in my head, but it's not about a T3. I like to learn, but there's nothing you can teach me. We all got opinions. You're about to hit a meet tree and bitches. CSJ never really misses. GD7 land, baby, shout out to Indigenous. My girl, she got mad at me because she don't know the difference. Between this and them, now nah, you about to witness. Well, freedom is so now, I tell that girl, get out my business. Do this, I ain't joshing on the ground like Eric Costin. Sit around and grab a drink. You talking what you wanted It's mostly you don't know me When it dropped Then I'm mostly what they bopping You can say what you got When it's Tuesday I'll be locked That's right, we're here It's the new time The third Tuesday Of every single month Now on the CGSW 11.30am 8.30pm It's fantastic Kamala and company And everyone in charge Is doing a great job With this whole uh, Radio station Business going on here but of course, if you're not listening to it live on the CJSW, you can always go to CJSW.com where you can go and listen to all the content from the radio shows to the podcast channels uh, to everything that is going on there. You can also follow us on the sports show on Instagram. It's at sports show podcast. So there's two S's in there. You got to be careful. Look for that blue and white logo. Same thing with YouTube. We're trying to pump this YouTube thing, get our faces out there. You know, yeah, sure, maybe their faces only mothers can love, but hey, they're still ours, and we kind of like them. So Sports Show TV on the YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Of course, we do have uh, the podcast on Spotify and Podbean as well, so we appreciate it. Look, CJSW show, I love it. I look forward to this one, not because uh, it's good for me to say it on the radio program, but because it's, it's the half-hour show. Like, it is hard stop. And for those that listen to us week to week, we have to, uh, you got to keep Mitch and I contained. You got to keep us a little bit contained. And the other thing for those that don't know, because sometimes people just listen to the CJSW show, you get us once a month. Of course, we do this as a weekly podcast. But to update everyone, Mitch is in Greece. Uh, he's away on holidays. I'm doing the solo show uh, for four weeks. It's been kind of fun, but at the same time, it's not. Having that back and forth banter and uh, and opponent and teammate is a really good thing. So I equate it to practicing tennis. Yeah, like you could go against the wall. Like you could hit the racket. It's going to come back to you, you know, and and it's fun. It'll test you. You know, it'll test you. But it's always better when at least there's an opponent and there's bragging rights. So in the world of sports, things are wrapping up. Uh, we're, there's just so much content. So I'm going to jump right into everything here and we'll get going. Uh First and foremost, we have to talk about, we just got to talk about how only in Canada do Canadians, do we really find a way of just putting a stamp on our own? And what do I mean by that? Look, we got the CFL. We got to be different. It's a different game. We have a different brand of hockey. You know, everything always has to have a Canadian stamp. Well, apparently so does golf. So does golf. And this is something that, you know, we've all seen Happy Gilmore. We've all seen it. It's up there for arguably the greatest sports movie of all time. I will give it that as well. I think uh, 
I, 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 it might actually just be the greatest of all time. I'm putting it, you know what? We should do another list. Mitch and I used to do this list of 64, and I know we touched on it years ago, but we should probably go back and let's find out what the greatest sports movie is of all time. Or just hit us up in the comments or DMs. Let us know. What's your favorite? I say Major League and Happy Gilmore up there, but I digress. So we've seen Happy Gilmore. We've seen what it, how funny it is, and it's satire, and it's portrayal of golf as only Adam Sandler can. But we never thought that it would actually happen in real life until you decide to bring a PGA Championship or Open Tour to, to Canada. So what happened? First and foremost, there's a lot of worry going into the RBC, the Canadian Open, and the reason being is because of the news that broke out between Live Golf and the PGA. I, I dissected this a lot in the uh, in last week's episode, uh, but again, the news was is they've they've formed this merger, and of course, people will say, "Well, it's not with Live Golf; it's the parent company." And I say. Okay, that that's nice. That's nice. Let's get real about it here. Everyone was holding out for money. The PGA knew it. And finally, they had to succumb to the pressure. But uh, with that, so it was overshadowed. You say, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen now? Like, why does it always have to uh, overshadow what we're doing up here in Canada? And many golfers, uh, and Canadian golfers specifically, uh, voice their opinions on it. Well, we get there, and you get the game of games. I mean, this was incredible. I, it's funny. I used the Happy Gilmore reference, and it, for those that have watched Happy Gilmore, of course, he makes that incredible, near impossible, if not really impossible, uh, mini golf putt shot to defeat the reigning defending shooter McGavin uh, in in the final, in the playoff, I should say. And, you know, was it any different? I mean, we're talking playoffs 72 footer putt just to sink it to seal the deal for the win and then when the celebration was up and the epic moment was over and the cameras were rolling and the champagne bottles were apparently a spraying in celebration cue the security i've never seen this before for those that have haven't either please go on any social media you got to find there's one angle in particular where all of a sudden you had adam hadwin getting tackled tackled i mean not no not put down by security tackled because they thought that he was just a civilian spraying the golfers and it, you just have to see the camera angle and the tackle and you and the people's faces and the moment of realization and epiphany. It was unbelievable. That might have been the number one trending clip of all time. But I just wanted to put out there, you know what? God bless you, Canada. God bless us Canadians. We finally put our name on the map for golf. And I think, personally, nothing should change. This is the way Canadians should play golf. Just like we play hockey. The fact of the matter is this. You come up here to play hockey in Canada, you're going to get hit and you're going to get grinded out into the corners. It's not going to be fun for you when you come into this place. And I think it should be the same for golf. You want to come play here and win a championship? You better be prepared to get tackled. You better be prepared uh, to face real physical adversity. I love it. Canada, stay on this. Please, someone in marketing, somewhere. Please stay on this. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, it was too funny. Okay. 
Some of you know this about me, some of you don't, but, you know, for Mitch and I, we're Greek of background, we're very proud of our heritage. Uh, you know, it's another thing why we love the CJSW for uh, inclusion and diversity uh, that it has. And, you know, we do a radio show, uh, the Greek Hour as well. So it's, you know, this environment is just nothing short of fantastic. Uh, and, my, but, and going to, and my wife is Serbian. And let me tell you, I'm pretty sure after this past week, Serbia is going to have a national holiday uh, dedicated to this last week in sports if they haven't done it already. And for all my Serbian uh, friends out there, family and friends out there, I would say this is it's the week of all weeks. And for those that have Serbian friends or family members, whatever the case is, of course, they've let you know it. Why? Because it's a big thing. And why is it a big thing? When you have a country in the world of 7 million people, and forgive me if I get the numbers wrong, where, you know, much like Greece as well, where the diaspora is, dare I say, almost as big, and if some cases may be bigger, it's a it's an incredible accomplishment to be able to have athletes, not just on a stage, but multiple world stages, and in incredible, incredible greatness. And what am I talking about? First and foremost, I'll start from the bottom and work my way up to the talking point. You have the Toronto Raptors. They fired Nick Nurse. They didn't know which direction they were going to go. Names were getting floated around. And you have a Serbian in Ryakovic who has taken the job. So here you are, again, you know, on the stage uh, having that type of prominence. Next we move in. I'm not going to go too crazy now because I am going to talk about this a little bit later. But you have a gentleman in, in Nikola Jokic who, I mean along with the Denver Nuggets, dominated their way individually and collectively to an NBA championship. And I would say to a degree somewhat a historic NBA championship. And again, we'll get to that later. And then we get to the man, the GOAT, Novak Djokovic. And for those that don't know, there was the Roland Garros, the French Open tennis tournament that was happening last week. And he was able to defeat Rude in straight sets to become not only the French Open standing champion of this year, but to become the number one Grand Slam championship winner in the Open era. Which I hate. I, I get what they say in the Open era. I don't care what. It, I don't care if someone has done fifty-six championships in any era. They need to take that out. Because right now you are looking at the bona fide, clear, undisputed, greatest tennis player of all time. I don't want to hear the argument outside of that. I hear you, Federer fans. I hear you. I hear you, Nadal fans. I I hear you. But I ain't listening to you. I've been saying this for a while. So has Mitch, in fact, and I can speak with him here about the accomplishments of Novak Djokovic. 23 Grand Slams. Multiple weeks at the number one spot. I mean, when I was first writing the agenda, I I started looking at all the statistics. I really did. And I was going to name them all and go through the gamut of what he's done. And then I stopped myself and I said, number one, I don't really want to do that. You know, that wasn't the premise of the sports show to have conversations that way. And then the but the big reason I scaled it back is I said, why do I need to? There's no defending this point anymore because the fact of the matter is, is 
he was winning and has won these championships going through the other two goats. It's incredible. And then to a degree, vice versa, with the exception of Roger Federer. And this is what I always said. Even when Roger Federer was atop of Nadal and Djokovic, I still had Djokovic and Nadal over top of him. Why? Because he didn't have the competition level. He, he spent the first few years winning Wimbledon and other tournaments, not having to go through those other opponents. And the moment they stepped on the scene, they all elevated each other's game. And when you think about it, Djokovic has had to take the number one spot competing against all of them. Competing against all of them. It's absolutely incredible. In my mind, there's no question that he is the greatest tennis player of all time. I don't know if we'll ever see this again. I actually don't know if we're ever going to see this landscape in tennis again where you had the three heavy hitters at one single time. It is absolutely incredible. And if you think of the era in sports in general, Mitch and I talk about this all the time, how fortunate we are. Messi, Ronaldo, okay? Uh, Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer. Uh, you know, the list goes, like, we're talking incredible generational greats that happen to be at this time. But here's what I like the best out of everything. The thing that I like the best out of all of it is who was in the stands watching him do it? The Archangel, the Salt of the Earth, the man of the podcast. If you've been listening for years, you'll understand why. It's one Mr. Thomas Brady. Tom Brady in the stands, you know, a goat watching the goat. That to me is so iconic, and I hope that someone was able to capture some kind of photo with both of them in it, of him watching. I, I don't know how they would do that, but I thought that was pretty neat. I thought it was very incredible. I I, I like the fact that he was there. It's it's nice to see they, they have that exclusivity, that club uh, going on. So congrats to Novak Djokovic. Congrats to the country and the peoples of Serbia. What a week you've had, uh, you know, in in crowning a greatest of all time in in crowning a two-time MVP and now defending uh NBA champion who also won the finals MVP as well and then of course in the only basketball market in Canada uh having a head coach uh there in the Toronto Raptors so congratulations great week okay if you're just tuning in, you are tuning in to the CJSW 90.9 FM. You are listening to the sports show. We just did a little bit of recap of the RBC Canadian Open and uh, what I would call is a Serbian week uh, with everything going on between the finals, between uh, tennis and so on. Okay. Let's get into the NHL. Let's get into the goods right now. Okay. Got the first half of the show done. We're doing fantastic. Let's get right into it. As it stands, you have and new champions in the National Hockey League. Who is that? Those are the Las Vegas Golden Knights. This podcast is really becoming a thing of firsts, isn't it? Uh, just seeing a lot of things for the first time, a lot of achievements. 
the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and the the not most recent but recent expansion franchise in the National Hockey League, and really started off hot off the gates. Okay, you know they were you know true to their Vegas nature. They they're at the craps table and and they are just rolling the dice. There are no seven and elevens after the pass line. Like they are doing. They are they are running a mock. It's amazing. They get to a finals so early in their career. And they came up short. But for the last few years that they've been around, they've always been around. They've attracted players. And as it stands, they attracted the right players because they beat the Florida Panthers, uh, some would say quite handily, and some me being one of them, uh, despite their incredible journey of coming up 3-1 from the Boston Bruins and uh, being the underdog and really uh, making claim as to why they maybe should have been there last year with the President's Trophy team that they had. But the Vegas Golden Knights, I want to spend some time on this, is really why they won. And it's a credit to a point that Mitch has been talking about for years. And again, all of you... uh, have, that have listened to the podcast know where I'm going with this. For those that don't, Mitch is a bit of a contrarian. We'll just leave it at that. He's that guy, okay? But sometimes he's really right, and then it sucks because then he becomes that guy who's right. And he would joke around and say, you know, trade Connor McDavid, trade Connor McDavid. Because what you get with a Connor McDavid is you get a full on complete team. And this. When you look at the championship, and if he was here, he'd be driving this point. So I'm almost obliged to say I got to represent a little bit of the Mitch on the show today. The reason that the Vegas Golden Knights have won the Stanley Cup is the same reason as to why the Florida Panthers are made their way to the Stanley Cup. For the same reason that we saw the big woulda, coulda, shoulda powerhouse teams Uh, get eliminated early, or in some cases not even make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs, why they were in the mix, why we had a Seattle Kraken, why we saw Dallas Stars. Yes, a lot of these teams have some star power. You do need that. Carolina Hurricanes, there's another great example. Yes, you need that, but you need a complete team. The NHL talent pool is that much bigger, it's that much better, and if you don't got four all-star lines complete lines, New Jersey Devils, there's another great example, then guess what? You're not going to make it. And I thought this year might have been the Edmonton Oilers X-Factor year where just, you know, we saw an incredible season by Dreisaitl and we saw an incredible season by uh, McDavid, of course, but they came up short and of course they did. Guys, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, all they are are four lines of second liners. And you know, I was when we were watching the playoffs, they were showing how they really tooled that team from its inception. And when you look at the time that it takes and the players that it takes to get there, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's about having some good strategy because you can have five goaltenders in a year put on pads. You can have the third stringer win a cup for you. We've argued this point forever. Don't pay $10.5 million for a goaltender anymore. Sorry, Florida. I got to say, imagine just that one extra little bit, knowing that the person across the pipes 
is just getting entry level. Let's be honest, okay? Complete teams, good, solid players, and last but not least, character. When you got the Stones on the one side and the Kachucks on the other, albeit I I do sympathize with him, he wasn't able to play the last game. But when you have character players like that, it's why a team like Boston Bruin was able to win the President's Trophy, make a record, and always be in the mix. Of course, they got upset. But again, they, they're always there because they have character guys. you got these Bergerons and Marchands, these Kachucks and these Stones. It's important. And, you know, shame on us because every year when we see the Stanley Cup winner, it, it's undisputed. You look at the team and you say, well, you know, I'm not really sure why we didn't call it. I mean, it does make a lot of sense, doesn't it? So anyways, they win, historic franchise. God bless them. It was really fun to see. I thought it was excellent for the NHL, the teams that were in it. I thought it was very, very good hockey. And for all those Canadians that maybe turned it off because there wasn't any Canadian teams left or no uh, big, big market franchise uh, teams left from an aesthetic perspective, uh, you missed out. You really missed out. Hockey's different nowadays. Hockey is very much different. It doesn't matter the jersey. The talents are there. There's no question about it. We talked about organizations. CJSW 90.9 FM. We're a Calgary-based show. So I'd be remiss if there was any news about the Calgary Flames as to not bring it up. And here's my great juxtaposition. So you have the Las Vegas Golden Knights that have made a historic run. Excellent franchise. And might I add, I had never seen this in my life before. How many players after they win the Stanley Cup really pay homage to the franchise and the organization. I mean, it was just incredible. I just got to go on this. Like, you got to keep in mind, they never forced Stone to come back early and they allowed Jack Eichel to get his surgery and they really took care of these players and developed an incredible culture. So that's another thing. Sorry, but it brings me to this. The Calgary Flames, our very own. We've gone through our trials and tribulations. Bennett and Kachuk, who were in the Stanley Cup Finals, were once our own players. We saw them leave. We saw Johnny Gaudreau say, hey, you know what? I'm in, but I'm really not in. See you later. And you ain't getting nothing for me because of that. And here we go. Management out. Coach out. So what do we do next? You'd think a refresh. No. Calgary, I don't want to spend too much time on this because... It's a half-hour show, and I have way too much to say about it, but the reality is is we just we got rid of players. We tried to do the clean slate. At least I thought that was the direction, freshen things up, but what do we do? We hire a coach from the coaching staff that was already there. We bring in Craig Conroy as the new GM, and now we have Jerome Ginla, who is coming in as a special advisor and assistant uh, to Craig Conroy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, why is Calgary fans, do we constantly have to do this? And it's not just in Calgary. There's a lot of organizations, but for crying out loud, you guys, are we really, are we really all about just the nostalgia? Like, what's next? Are we going to bring in Camilleri to come play again? And is Thierry Fleury going to be the director of hockey operations? What, like, why Why do we do this? Why? You know, I just, it's, 
you know what? I hope I'm wrong. I hope we look back on this podcast as like, Dimitri, you got to eat your words. I hope so. Because then it would just mean the Calgary would do well. But the mentality at the top and everything to say, just bring these people back. My goodness, you guys, we're better than that. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, go Iggy and Conroy, 2004. Dude, that was when they were playing hockey. That had nothing to do with how their ability is to be a general manager, assistant, or so on and so forth without any experience. I'm sorry, you guys, but we have literally just rolled. We had an opportunity, and we just keep continuing to make, in my opinion, misstep after misstep after misstep, okay? My advice Go, I mean, come on. Can we just, if we're going to rip the Band-Aid off, just rip it off, but go, okay? But just go. That's all there is. This is a bad relationship, okay? I'm sorry. That's how I feel. Anyways, okay. Let's move on. Let's move on to the NBA Finals. The NBA Finals, we had the Denver Nuggets, as I said before, making this incredible historical run to the NBA Finals. And who did they play? They played for the first ever the play-in team. That was able that in their new ridiculous format of it. Don't get me started on that. You can just go to previous podcasts. Enough said on that one. Okay. So you get in the Miami Heat worked their way into the final, deservingly so. Deservingly so. They they played their hearts out and they played some excellent basketball. But guys, you know, Nikola Jokic. Is, is a freak of nature, is an absolute monster. Two-time MVP, should have been the MVP again this year, but I don't know. I, I'm not big on conspiracy theories, but sometimes I look and say, is there this unwritten rule that you just can't give it to someone three times in a row? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. He decided to say, hey, keep that MVP. You know what I'll do? I'll just take the finals MVP and I'll just take the championship as well. Oh, by the way, you guys really think I didn't deserve it? I'll average a triple-double for the season. I'll average a triple-double in the playoffs. I will do all of it. The Denver Nuggets basketball run might have been the most incredible thing that I've ever seen an individual performance from someone that I've ever seen in an age that I can comprehend. And I apologize. Listen, I watched Jordan like everyone did in the 90s as well. But I was also a little bit younger. So did I really watch Jordan? Maybe a little bit older, you can you know, you know, can kind of hone in and pay attention, I find. Uh, but this was absolutely incredible. And my question to you, Roster, is really this. Are we now seeing the beginning of a dynasty in the Denver Nuggets? I don't know. It's going to be difficult. But what I do know is you need a bench, you need some good players, but you need depth and you need a bench and you need a healthy team. And that's what it comes down to. I think the Denver Nuggets have been selling themselves short, unfortunately, due to uh, in- injuries when you have uh, players like Murray who are getting knee surgery and coming back uh, to win it all. Anyways, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. That was an incredible performance. I think it's excellent for basketball. And I also just want to point out one thing because my children are half Greek and half Serbian. I just want to point out that as it stands... The last, outside of Joel Embiid, the last four years of MVP basketball have come from Greece and Serbia, and I am extremely proud of that. And true to European, like if you know a European, they always have to remind you of European accolades. We're no different, okay? All right. 
Looking at the clock, we got to get going. It is time for Rapid Banter. Okay. Ottawa Senators seem to have found a buyer. Money talks or missed opportunity. I still think it should have gone to a celebrity. Okay. Conor McGregor back in the fight game. This time his opponent, a mascot. He still got it or you should have given him the free t-shirt. <laughs> Gave the guy a one too. It was unbelievable. Jay Moran suspended 25 games for brandishing a gun on social media. Second Amendment rights or another Memphis misfire. I'm not Let's just leave it at that. However, staying on this topic, Patriots Jack Jones arrested at the Boston airport after he had a gun in his luggage. Is the NFL the National Firearms League or trade me to Dallas? I know you get it. I know you get the reference. All right. A human fossil found in Greece said to be 9 million years old, potentially predating everything on record. It's all Greek to me, or as Mitch and I say, we're all Greeks. (laughs) All right. Mitch does the good rapid banter. Okay, what's coming up down the pipe? It's Father's Day this weekend. That's right. This week's edition of Pass and or Fail is... Gifts to get for your fathers. Okay, starting up at the top, a tie. Do you get a tie for dad? Um, I'd say no. It seems like ties aren't as much as a thing post-pandemic coming in the office. So I'd say fail on the tie. Okay, we got socks. Listen, listen. As much as we hated them, we love them and we need them because we don't buy them on our own. Dads are terrible for that. We'll we'll run holes in these things uh, till the ground. So yeah, socks would be amazing. Uh, A card. Look, I'm going to say it, unless it's your kid that is crafting the card as a school project, fine, it's cute. But if you're going to give a card, put something in it. For example, a gift card, right? Something like that. Maybe some cash money. You know, beef it up a little bit if you're going to go to a card. Because, um, listen, it can only stay on top of the mantle so long, all right? Ooh, how about this? Lunch or and or dinner. Yeah, I think that's all right. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think it's a nice, uh, you get a family get-together, pay, you know, Father's Day. You know, the brunch is always uh, a popular idea. That's not so bad. And uh, alone time. How about that? I'm going to say pass. Yeah, you know what? Pass. <laughs> I can tell you right now, especially, uh, you know, uh, you know, all parents, I think, need a little bit of alone time, whether it's going to the range, whatever it is. And last but not least, just to keep it in sports theme, do you get them their favorite sports apparel? Ladies and gentlemen, that is a pass. Love it. Thank you for joining us. CJSW 90.9 FM. You are listening to The Sports Show. Remember on Instagram, please give us a follow. Our previous account got hacked, and we'd love to beef it up at Sports Show Podcast on the YouTube Sports Show TV. Look for the blue and white logo, but this is one for the books. we got to shove it in the locker because we do got to hit the showers. Thanks, Roster. A lot of fun this week.